This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Guilty pleasures and growing pains with Nina and friends. Like, like, like. That's three shots for you in the beginning in case you do want to use this as a drinking game. Because as we get further into the pod, you're going to hear the word come up quite a bit. So have your beverages handy. 21 and over. Okay, Nina. Dear Diary. This is fun because I have somebody actually watching me while I read you today. But I believe in positive affirmations and having mantras, but I don't honestly practice them every day. I guess the most consistent mantra I've ever had in my life has always been YOLO. (laughs) Because I mean, why not? And also sometimes it's just added validation when you go to make a bad decision. But I like to call those character builders. A quote I came across in the Explore page on my Instagram because I live there um, the other day isn't a new one, but it was something I definitely needed to see and be reminded of. And it was, what is for you will always be for you. What is for you will always be for you. I read it over and over and I was like, oh my God, yeah. That's where that whole like faith and trust thing comes in. I mean, I want nothing more than to be like, okay, put my hands in the air universe. Take me for a ride. But lately I've been more of the holding on to the rails kind of person because I don't want to go upside down yet. And then last week, you know, I wasn't feeling that great. And I had told you guys about that. And that during that time, I think I was holding onto the rails just a little too tight. But today I feel so much better. My hands are in the air. I feel great. And part of the reason is just because I had a good weekend. It was a productive weekend. One of the things that I did was I put together my patio set and just watching me nodding back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm really excited to use that eventually. Oh, you will. And I'm really proud of this patio set because it's sturdy. You can sit on the chairs and you will not fall through. But when it comes to building these types of things or Ikea furniture, I'm usually the person that will go to TaskRabbit, hire my friend Ange because it gives me (laughs) such bad anxiety. I just don't want to do it. But I did it and I was so proud. And not only that, on Easter, I made spaghetti a la carbonara cake and I popped some champagne. But there was a little problem with my champagne because when I popped the bottle, the thing exploded. (laughs) I popped the bottle and the thing exploded all over my kitchen into my bedroom. It was the most gnarly explosion I've ever seen when it came to champagne. And I don't know why, actually. It was just sitting on the counter. I didn't shake it up or anything. So I had to stop everything I was doing just to clean it. And I wish there was a better reason for why my floor is still sticky today other than I was just trying to get drunk by myself. But hey, I'm like drunk Cinderella getting ready to mop floors, put on heels and get ready for (laughs) Prince Charming. But really, the last thing I wanted to tell you about is how I helped a homeless man get to Iowa. So it was a very active weekend compared to most. And there's a question I'm going to ask you at the end of this story. 
I was leaving Whole Foods on Sunday morning, actually, when I heard the faint sound of a man behind me saying, excuse me, excuse me. And he was just being ignored. What really bothered me is that he was being blatantly ignored. So I turned around. I went up to him. He just needed directions. I didn't know if I could help, but at least I had my phone. So it turned out he was trying to get to a Salvation Army. I looked it up and the one that he wanted to get to wasn't super close. And here he is with his little black jacket and behind him, he's wheeling a little silver suitcase. And he just wanted to get to the Salvation Army to get help to get to Iowa so he could find his friend. He just was down and out, homeless, doesn't have a job, didn't have any money. And because it was so far, I thought the easiest thing to do would be to get him an Uber. When I told him I was getting him an Uber... He looked shocked and then, of course, very thankful. He had a mask with him, so I told him to put it on just to be safe. And, you know, as we were waiting for the Uber, he's telling me the story about how he's from the South. He needs to get to Iowa. He doesn't know anybody in Chicago. And, man, of course, I'm a sucker. And I was like, just let's get you to the Salvation Army then if that's what's going to help. The Uber driver arrives. I tell the Uber what's going on. He's like, no problem. I'm going to get him there. So 15 minutes later, I get a message from the Uber driver and he's like, Salvation Army's closed. Ugh. He's like, he's been talking about how badly he wants to get to Iowa because he needs help from his friend because, of course, he doesn't have any money. And so the Uber driver, being a kind person that he was, was like, well, I want to get him a bus ticket. So I'm like, yes, get him a bus ticket. You get him a bus ticket. I'm going to pay for the whole thing. Well, not only did he get him a bus ticket, he went and fed him. And he later kept me posted as he went about, you know, this whole mission to get his name is David, by the way, the mission to get David to Iowa. He sends me a message and he's like, David looked like a kid on Christmas getting on this bus with his little bag of food and just a smile on his face. So the Uber driver and I were very proud of what we had done that day. We felt good. We helped this man get to Iowa. Now, here's my question because I come to work I tell the story on the air and I tell it to my partner Gabe who was born and raised in Chicago so he knows better about the city and the activities in the city more than I do and I tell him and he he's like nodding his head because he knows me and he's like scam I'm like what he's like scam he's you know how many people I've seen you know pull the same stuff trying to get a bus ticket just trying to get some money he's like Nina I love you for doing this but scam Oh my God, I was so heartbroken. I refuse to believe that it's a scam at this point. Was that a scam? Okay, Angie's here as I'm reading my diary to you and to her. She's quietly trying not to react to everything and also born and raised in Chicago. Yeah. Was this a scam? Did David scam us? Uh, I mean, okay, so like, I'm going to try not to be emotional because, you know, I've been emotional lately. But like, I mean, here's the thing. If it was a scam, then it was a scam. He didn't ask you for money straight up. He asked you to go somewhere. You know what I mean? He was literally asking for directions. He wasn't asking people for money. So I think like if it was a scam, I mean, then whatever. Bless your heart because, I mean, you literally did everything you can for this man. And I mean all he wanted to do was go to Salvation Army, which that is a place and here. And that's where it started. Right. I mean, it, and it literally started from directions. He was going to get himself there. He just needed to know. You said he was asking where Halstead was, right? The street. And that's where we were on Halstead. When he was being ignored, it was like, no, right. uh, let me tell you where you are. Right. So, I mean, I I don't know. I wish him all the best. I don't think it was a scam. But honestly, like if it was like, that's not your problem. I told you that you're you did what you needed to do. 
I mean, my biggest takeaway from the thing really is whether it was a scam or what I did was this Uber driver. Okay. Like this is the person I want to highlight in this story is the Uber driver because I could have put David in a car with somebody who wasn't going to go the extra mile. It was somebody that was just going to drop him off at the clothed Salvation Army. But no, the Uber driver went out of his way to get him the food and get him on the bus and then communicate with me the entire time. I mean, if I had a car, I would have done this all by myself, but I don't. And so this Uber driver really was everything. I sent him the money, but he wasn't even doing it to make money either. That was his time to drive to make money. And he sacrificed that to help David. So as far as I'm concerned, David is now in Iowa. I'm going to go ahead and believe that too. (laughs) Thank you. Everybody needs a hype, man. Um, Okay. Well, now you, Ange, before we get to how you're doing, I feel like we need an update. What happened to your Bumble boyfriend? What we were calling him Chandler Bing or um, Tommy from Martin? You guys are not even right. Um, What's his name? Oh, let's not say his name. Yeah. Well, I guess it doesn't matter because he's gone, guys. (laughs) What? Yeah. Well... I don't know. I think I had my settings on wrong. And then so I took your guys's advice and we started having, you know, conversations. Um, like what? Like what do you do? <laughs> no. OK, so I knew he worked in tech, but that's all I kind of. OK, like, that's knew. good. Yeah. Um, he's still going into work every day Um, and he works at a building here downtown. I'm not going to say, but um, we started going into like, you know, what neighborhood does he live in? And he mentioned one and I'm very well versed with the Chicago um, neighborhoods, even Chicago land neighborhoods. Well, I found out he lives in Indiana, like 60 miles away. So I don't think that that's going to work. What are you talking um, about? Don't people come back and forth from Indiana all the time? Yeah, but I mean, for me, and you know you know this about me, I don't like long distance. I'm a very needy person. I don't believe in it. So yeah. I don't, it, this is just something that I personally Guys. don't want to pursue. Guys, <laughs> we're calling Chicago to Indiana long distance. <laughs> Now, I lived in New York for a while and people in New York would date people in New Jersey. (laughs) And I never once called that long distance. How long does it take to drive to where he lives in Indiana? I don't know. Uh, You said 60 miles is an hour? If you're going 60 miles, I don't know. (laughs) Are we calling an hour drive long distance? Listen, I get it. I'm all about convenience, too. I don't want to do long distance. Right. I want it to be like, if I say I want a hug, I want a hug in like 20 or less minutes. Like, I don't want an hour. This this is coming. I'm laughing at you because I'm a person that's done actual long distance Mm -hmm. relationships. And so an hour is like godsend. Um, I was... 45 minutes away in college and that turned into my boyfriend cheating on me so no i don't trust long distance i don't like it and she needs to be 10 minutes away so when she when you say you're at home she can I'm get gonna go there pop through the window and make sure you're really home and wh- the whole time she's on the phone with you she's still driving to your house to make sure you're exactly i swear i'm not crazy i promise you say you are yeah, you are. But that's all right. You got to own the crazy because it's part of your charm because all these dudes out here, this is the part. This is the part. How many dudes out here are like, man, I love them crazy girls. Like, there's just <laughs> something about it. It's so hot. Like, whatever. Right. And then they they gas you, too. Like, there'll be dudes I talk to. They're like, you're crazy, huh? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I can tell you're jealous, huh? And I'm like, yeah. So we're getting that all out in the open. Right. And the, the part of that that they were attracted to is the same shit that they'll use against you in the end. Right. You're crazy. You're jealous. Well, bro, did we not establish that <laughs> in the beginning of the relationship? You said you liked it at first. <laughs> And I didn't change. You changed. Right. So don't come at me with that. You changed. You changed. Wow. Was I triggered right now? Was I triggered? (laughs) Looks like a little. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry about Bumble Boy. So does he know that it's over? 
Um, I think so because we haven't really talked. When was the last time you talked to him? Maybe like last Wednesday. I I I don't know. I think Bumble is just not for me. I mean, I I just I'm not. Also, I'm also just like not paying attention. Like I swiped right on a guy, but it wasn't even because of him. It was because he had a cute little goat on his back. I think he was doing like goat yoga or something. But the goat was so cute. Yeah. And then when I looked at his pictures, I was like, oh, I don't think we should match. So I unmatched him. Oh my gosh, you're so shallow. You had something in common. You both like goats. I think you should let me do your bumble. Okay, we've experimented cool. with this before. Because I don't bumble for myself. And and here's the real reason why. And because a lot of people are always asking me, like, why don't you use, you know, dating apps or like, why aren't you out there? I've tried and I'm not giving up. It's just it turns into creepy because yeah. being a public figure and this is just me being completely honest with you. Being a public figure, people do recognize me. And so what was happening was I was getting screenshots of my profile on these dating apps and they were sending them to me on my social media and then I was getting yelled at by people that I wasn't swiping on they're like why aren't we matching and I'm like this is like super invasive yeah. and it didn't feel like a safe environment for me to be swiping in any anymore I mean that's fair that's fair so and then I was on Raya which was supposed to be the that's for the bougie people. Um, no, I mean, it's supposed <laughs> to be for people in this situation mm-hmm. yeah. where, you know, to keep it private and stuff. But the problem with Rhea was, and I thought Rhea kind of sucked. I did date one guy on Rhea. He was nice. Um, most of the guys on Rhea don't even live in Chicago. Like you have like maybe 10 people in Chicago and it's like it rotates that. And then everybody else is like Nashville and Alabama and Texas. I'm like, what? Come on, this is not realistic. You want to talk about long distance and you want to match me? I matched with a guy that lived in LA. I thought that would be fun just for like a second. He was so hot, you guys. He was a twin. <laughs> I was like, yes, I've always wanted to date a twin so I could sit at Thanksgiving dinner and get drunk and be like, what a fantasy. <laughs> oh my gosh, Nina. I got a lot of great ones in my and brain. And I'm the crazy one. I'll share with you as we move along. But anyway, it was fun. We talked actually. Oh, and there was another one that I matched with in New York. But I'm like, hi. I I want to date someone in Chicago for the same reasons that you're saying I would be open to an hour away as long as he had a car because I don't have one. That that's my story with the dating apps. So I would love to do yours because I don't get to swipe. So that'd be really fun. Oh, my gosh. And you should talk to them. I'm so awkward at talking to people that first like opening line. I'm always like, hey, smiley face. And that's probably why I don't get like a lot of messages back. But like, I don't know. Do you trust me to do that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, let me at least like look at the picture, but then yeah, it's all you can do it. I just have to like really stay focused <laughs> that it's for you and I don't turn into like Miss Steal Your Boy. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I've got really bad jokes today. I don't know. I'm like on one, just so you guys know. Um, okay, well then, are there any new prospects? Um, or are we dry again? No, we're pretty dry. Um, there was one guy, but then he was like, oh, co- like, you know, come over and let's hang out. And I'm just like, I can't. <laughs> oh, my God. I have to tell you this. I don't know why people are asking people to come hang out now in person, because I just think oh, that I don't even want to get on I'm like, that do you watch oh. the news? <laughs> um, but my friend Brittany, my friend Brittany lives in Seattle. She just moved up there from L.A., actually. And she is a swiper. And I love hearing her stories because she's got really great ones. And I'm always like, so B, how's it going up there? And she's like, wow, I had four guys asking me on a date yesterday. And I was like, what? Like a FaceTime? She's like, no. And then she screenshots one of the lines the guy sends to her. And he goes, I know we have to be six feet apart, but you're too pretty. So let's do four feet. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What? 
Do you watch the news? I'll give him a B minus for that effort. What? That's <laughs> the worst one. That's not even a B minus. That's a hard. I won't even call it a D. Well, I had one guy ask me. He's like, we can go for a walk in the um, forest preserves. He goes, we'll make sure we're six feet apart. Like, that was cute. But I'm just like, ew. And the forest preserves. I know. Right? She said, that's cute. I'm like, are you going to chop me up into little pieces? Well, I actually said that I, I like going to forest preserves and either like bike okay. riding or like taking walks and okay. stuff. Okay, so. so if you're the dude and you're asking Angie, are you going to chop me into little pieces? <laughs> I might. You want to live 60 miles away? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's not happening. I'm you. All right. I told you I was on one. All right. So we will follow Angie's um, dating expeditions and I'll keep you posted on my friend Bernie's because they're so good. But yeah, I'll swipe for you today when we're done with this. I'll, I'll get a little swipey on you and see what we get. Thanks. Serious note. Other than that, how are you? I, just, I don't know. I think right now it's like a little hard. Like I do keep myself pretty busy and everything, but there's obviously like a lot of things that I'm still nervous about. I mean, I'm nervous about, you know, how long is this going to go? You know, is my job going to be the same? Am I still going to be able to come into work? You know, um, I worry about my friends so much and it like it breaks my heart that I don't have actual money to like help with you know like I hear my friends can't pay rent they can't you know buy food for themselves and their kids and stuff like that and it it, it really sucks because it's like I don't, I don't know what to say and and I can't physically do anything you know um but I did have a friend who obviously is struggling and the most I can do is actually get her and her boyfriend a job and now they're going to be working at the McCormick Hospital here that we have in Chicago yeah. um, with all the COVID patients. And I don't know, it kind of makes me nervous because they're literally going to be where these COVID patients are. Um, I know, you know, like they're going to be careful and like wash and like um, sanitize themselves and everything like that. But it's still just I don't know. It sucks that it has to come to that. And there's nothing else I can do. I feel really hopeless in that sense. But they decided to do it and it's a way for them to get income. I mean, yeah, that's, right. that's a hard position to be in because like you have two choices. Like, are you going to go and put yourself on the front lines and risk it? Right. Well, look at the nurses and the doctors that do right. it every day. You know, it's a call to service and, and also it's an occupation. You know, we do these things for money, but also we need it. So maybe at, in some weird space in your friend's minds, as they're going to do this, maybe they also feel that call to service. And just like yours was to help them. Honestly, Ange, sometimes it's not about money. Yeah. Sometimes it's about just a good heart. Yeah. And it's really crazy because they're not scared. They're, they're like, we want to start tomorrow. They're in it. And like, I know I shouldn't feel bad because if they're not scared, I shouldn't be scared. But, you know, it's just. Well, know. right. Because think of that other side effect that we talked a little bit about, you know, in the past couple of weeks. And, and I know that I had been feeling this way is that when you don't know how to help and you don't know what to do. If given an opportunity, whether it's collecting food or, you know, donating your time, again, that's not money, right? That's right. your services. And so for them, they are getting the money, but they're also probably like, well, this is this is how we can contribute to the world. Right. Because this is a world, you know, effort. This is how we can contribute to try to like, I don't know, make it a little bit of a better place. Just like people need to stay home. Like it's little things like that. <laughs> that's here. I was gonna describe myself this way, but I kind of just like went over it in my um diary so this is you and you're an overgrown sucker heart ass 
Oh my gosh, I am. Guys, <laughs> overgrown, I... Overgrown, <laughs> suck a hard ass. That's me. That's you. Overgrown, suck a hard ass. I literally texted you yesterday as I'm walking to the garage because I'm like in tears. I literally saw this bird drinking from um the sewer, like little indent, and it was like drinking water. And I don't know, I just felt so bad for the bird and I just started crying. I'm like, what if this bird doesn't know where, like the lake is literally like... Uh, just a fly away. What? What is he? He's fine. He found water. The bird was getting his water. But I True. appreciate that you have an overgrown sucker heart ass. And I probably should not say it like that because I'm saying sucker as in sucker. But if you say it slow, overgrown sucker hard ass. Even though it's heart. I think I'm gonna put that in my Instagram bio. Did you understand the joke that I was just trying to tell you? If you say it fast, oh, sucker heart. <laughs> overgrown sucker heart ass sounds like. <laughs> Overgrown suck a hard ass. Oh my gosh, you're so stupid. Do you guys have that one friend that you have to spell everything out to? I don't know. My brain just doesn't go. Fast. But that's okay. You can totally put it in your Instagram profile. Um, why don't you read your diary? This is so fun, guys. It's like show and tell. Bring your diary to work day. Since it is the quarantine diaries, I thought that writing was probably the best way that we could express our emotions without with with being able to say everything clearly like even right now i'm tripping over my words because most of the days i don't know how i feel am i sober am i drunk am i awake what day is it are you wearing sweatpants i'm wearing sweatpants and came to work and makeup and her hair done which is overachiever status so i mean sometimes you just have to do it it makes you feel better and that's how you know you're doing it for yourself and not these guys out there hey okay and just got some wisdom let's hear your diary day 29 in quarantine here's how it's going You counted the days? I did. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Keep going. You know, just for the people. The people. The people. That's just like those memes that are like, nobody asked. Yeah, For all of those who have been asking, it's day 29 in my quarantine. Okay, I'm really sorry. Go, go. I'll be quiet. Okay, here's how it's going. Although I'm learning new things, taking classes, doing lots of self-care routines, watching lots of movies and show series, spending more time with my puppy, cleaning and redecorating, the truth is this sucks and it's really, really hard for me. I miss my friends so much. I miss the little things in life, just like going down the street to grab lunch or dinner, going to my friend's house to have a movie night and eat all the snacks that are bad for you. I miss waitressing at my bar. I miss touching things without having to wipe and sanitize them down like a crazy person. I miss giving hugs. But most of all, I miss human interaction. So I don't know. I think like I'm still I'm not breaking down yet, but I feel like I'm getting there. Like I just like I hate just sitting at home all the time. I mean, there's only so much like TV you can watch before that. And it's not that it's boring, but I just feel so unproductive. You know what I mean? Like we are literally flip flopping. We yeah, are I was literally flip flopping. <laughs> it started out, I was strong, fell apart, you were good, and Krista was good. And now you're in a funk and I feel better. So I guess it's best that we are flip flopping because somebody's got to be the strong one while the other ones are not all there. And I think what's very interesting, and thank you for sharing that. And you're right, human interaction and, and the touching and those kind of things as single people. I know that to talk to somebody that is in a house full of people, I, mm-hmm. I'm curious as to what quarantine looks like for them in their emotions, not just right. on the outside. But being able to identify not doing well, being able to identify when you're proud or productive because you did try something new, but 
that only lasts for so long before you get back to a place where you have to find it again. So this is almost like a cyclical process where we're going to have our ups and our downs. And I did get a couple messages, you know, after last week's podcast um, from people thanking us for talking about our emotions so openly because there are some people still essential workers going to work. Mm -hmm. Um, They have fears. And then by the time they get home, you know, there's this whole thing on social media now, like, man, you see people that are learning new things or taking classes and you feel like I'm really sucking at life. And we last week were really harping on how important it was to just be like, just be gentle, go with it. And then, you know, wherever it takes you to, for me, it took me to patio furniture building and, you know, for you, you're coming off the high of your classes. You're coming off the high of teaching yourself how to do acrylic nails. Like what? I know you go to Harvard. <laughs> what? I think that it, it's nice to hear that. I know it doesn't feel good, but as those people that were listening to our podcast last week, when I felt like crap, it actually does feel nice to hear that other people are also on a roller coaster. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I was going to say that this whole time is going to be a, a roller coaster. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I'm I'm the type of person who lately I've been trying to literally, and this is so cliche, but try to turn every negative into a positive. So during this time, like, obviously, I'm I'm trying to keep myself busy and trying to, like, master whatever I can. But, um, I mean, I can't hide the fact that, like, sometimes I feel sad and sometimes I literally just want to hang out with my friends or just want to be able to do normal things. Honestly, I really miss serving. Like, I don't know. I've lo- and serving as in um, being a waitress. But I don't know. I just feel like I, I got to meet a lot of people. I get to hang out with my friends at work. And it's just it's something to keep me busy. And now it's just like I feel like everything was just like a rug that was taken from under my feet. Now I, I kind of I, it's not that I feel lost, but I just feel like empty, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think a lot of us do. So, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that to minimize how you feel. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that for everybody to be like, wow. So we all feel like I just miss fun. But I, what my hope is for this, and here I go being optimistic again, next week I might be like, screw it. (laughs) But is that, you know, we come back outside is open we get to go live our lives again and i just would hope that there is a different appreciation for it you know like when your senses are heightened yep you know in certain situations like this tastes better smells better and touch from the right person it's like being able to be in that type of setting where your body just is tingling from the senses and appreciating those moments i will be honest before this happened i was also bored i was bored and I told and I've You're told right, you yeah. this before. I was so bored. I mean, I, I miss being that kind of bored over right. this one where we're seeing devastation at the same time so that, you know, you feel different stresses. But I was just bored of doing the same things. I was bored of going to bars and talking to the same kind of people. Now, maybe that's not fair. Not everybody's the same, but you it just starts to get monotonous. Mm-hmm. I felt like I needed stimulation in my mind. You know, certain things just weren't the same anymore. And and so I feel like this is a good reset for me personally, because now sitting at a restaurant is going to mean something else. Like, wow, what an asshole I was. I was right. really taking for granted being able to go to a restaurant with my friends. I was that bitch sitting there going, I'm so bored. Wow, Nina. Wow. First world problems. So while I hear you and you're, you're right, it sucks. Yeah. 
maybe serving if you loved it that much can you imagine what it's going to feel like when you get to do it again oh yeah. my god you're going to be the best server ever and people <laughs> are going to tip you hundreds of dollars I was saying that I wanted to make a video um, just like kind of like being just like over dramatic just doing like serving things you know like oh my gosh can, how can I help you you want four extra um, sides of ranch I got you stuff like that but no I mean when I go back I know <laughs> <laughs> she really just was reminiscing about running back and getting people extra ranch guys well because you know that's normally okay. like that's like so annoying i'm like i was just at your table and you asked for everything but that but yes i'll go get it no but it's just like i think you're right it's like this is a huge slap not maybe not a slap in the face but just like a a big wake-up call like even the things that we thought that we didn't like now we're like oh my gosh i really really miss that yeah so if it can be like a reset yeah <laughs> but can we go back really quick is ranch the most commonly ordered condiment um yeah yeah. Ranch. Yeah, ranch. Over well, ketchup? it goes with every... Ew, I hate ketchup. Um, ranch goes with everything. It goes with your chicken. It goes with your, your salads. It goes with your pizza. Frittles. I should have known that we were going to get on a tangent. How does, I mean, what does ranch taste like in your mouth? Oh, it depends on what you pair it with. But I really <laughs> like ranch with my pizza. I feel like everything in life kind of needs an extra condiment on the side, any kind of food. So I like to dip my pizza in ranch. If I don't uh, have ranch, man, I'll, I'll go to ketchup. Know but... your friends, guys. Know how to hype up your friends. It's just so creamy. Know how to hype up your friends. <laughs> Tell them, man. It's just so creamy. Okay, like, okay. It's a lot of dairy because the done. cheese and the <laughs> We're done. You know what ranch tastes like. Uh, thank you so much for being here. We'll have um, new diaries for you next week. And this is a real invitation. If you would like to share one of your diaries with us, send them in at any time to at Nina on the air. And we'll read them here. Um, hopefully you guys are being safe. You're keeping yourselves busy and you're dipping everything in ranch. <laughs> Until next time, guys. Hugs. Just kidding. We can't do that. It's canceled. <laughs> but not the podcast. Be here next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.